0: Everybody and welcome to Ghoul's Night in, a casual chat show with your best ghoul friends. I'm Penny Snark, and I'm Midge Munster.
1: And what are we talking about today, Midge? Uh, I am so excited to talk about one of my favorite things in all of like spooky pop culture with you today. <laughs> I have brought all of my knowledge about uh, the Adams family here, so Ooh. I hope you are very ready to
0: get spooky with me. I don't know if this is going to sound terrible, but... (laughs) snap, Snaps in the mic! (laughs) Snaps in the mic! Yes, I hope
1: that uh, you're ready to get creepy, kooky, mysterious, and spooky. Um, Always. So I'm just going to jump right in with a little bit of kind of background, and I, of course, want to hear all of your instances, your experiences Mm -hmm. with Adam's family as we go along, but... Uh, I think I think most everyone knows that uh, the original Adams family is from a a cartoon panel uh, that was originally published in the New Yorker in 1938, which is actually oh, earlier wow. than I earlier than I thought. I thought it was like the late 40s, maybe early 50s. Um, but yeah, 1938 by the cartoonist Charles Adams, and uh, the <laughs> the original panel is actually quite I don't know, kind of. I'm going to say it boring like I didn't <laughs> it's a um. it's just a little one panel of uh, Morticia and what I think is supposed to be Lurch now of course at this time uh, the characters were unnamed actually the mm-hmm. characters don't get named until the television show comes out almost 30 years later um, but it's just a vacuum salesman in their house like telling them about a vacuum saying like all oh, like nice homes should have this, and of course their house is like you know in shambles with cobwebs all around them. So I guess, I guess it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that was his kind of a Charles Adams initial kind of dipping his toe into this family, and uh, it wasn't ever really intended to. Become what it was. But uh, between the years of 1940 and 1950, he published uh, about 150 single panel cartoons featuring the Adams family in uh, mostly in the New Yorker. They were featured in a couple other publications, but the, the New Yorker was kind of their home. Uh, and it, it did gain quite a bit of popularity, uh, obviously. I mean, I, I just I think his interest in the macabre was very unique for the time, I think. Yeah. For um, sure. And so people were really, really interested in what these people were about. Uh, like I said, they they characters didn't have names until around 1962. Um the there was a company that was working on licensed dolls <laughs> for mm. the family I'm um, kind of prepping for when the television show would come out uh, a couple years later in 1964 and that was when morticia was named was when they came out with the dolls originally you got to be ready for that merchandising exactly yeah they were <laughs> they were ahead of the curve and ready <laughs> um and actually, this is one of my favorite little things. So Charles Adams, the the cartoonist, he obviously played a, a big role in prepping to bring this to television. And he originally wanted to name Gomez Rapelli. <laughs> wow, Rapelli, and then Pugsley was supposed to be named Pubert, which I hate. <laughs> uh, and the network was like, "No, we cannot no. name him Pubert. <laughs> that is far too risque for." Public television, we cannot do that. So, uh, obviously, Gomez and Pugsley were born out of that. You know, I just had the realization—I want to say like two months ago—I was sitting. I don't know why I was thinking about. You know how you just think about the Adams family oh, sometimes, yeah, you know? <laughs> and I realized uh, Wednesday is named Wednesday because of that old poem, the uh, Monday's Child poem. Oh yeah, and what it's is Wen- Wednesday's Child. Wednesday's Child is full of woe oh there you go and i was like oh uh so that's a fun fact and very very apt yes <laughs> uh but yeah so then you know they get put on television 1964 uh which i think is probably I, I don't think there's i think some people are familiar with the the cartoon panels and whatnot but i think most people's first exposure is probably the television series yeah for and sure. uh that is, of course, where our theme song comes in, which definitely I think uh, immortalized the Addams Family. Yes, the one of the most iconic theme songs. I oh, would say. definitely. Uh, and that the the theme song is actually this is interesting. It was a it's by Vic Mizzy is the name of the guy who produced it, um, came up with that tune. And so I guess the studio MGM at the time, they weren't banking a lot. On the Addams Family, really is what it was. Like the set um was a recycled set from the unsinkable Molly Brown film. And uh the the theme song, they didn't want to hire musicians <laughs> to do it. So every part in that theme song is done by this guy Vic Mizzy like he oh, is man. all of the voices all of the like instrumentalism everything And um, because they didn't want to pay anybody to come in and do that theme song so but also like jokes on them I get I bet that guy is well he might be passed now but I bet he was like suck it like I made <laughs> right this iconic piece of music by myself so uh yeah show comes out in 1964 uh <laughs> it was it was really popular at the time, but not as much as it was like after the fact. But mm-hmm. um, it was kind of a big like a lot of firsts. Um, Gomez and Morticia are kind of generally considered the first on-screen couple to have the appearance of having like a- an active sex life. Like it was a big <laughs> a big deal, and the actors actually really pushed for that that they wanted to show the romance between these characters, and uh, that was even though they don't ever kiss on screen, on the, on the lips. Um, but obviously, you know, Gomez does all the like up and down her arms kissing. And uh, you can just tell they're very enamored with each other. And at the time, like most couples were portrayed pretty asexually with like separate beds and everything. Mm-hmm. So they were kind of a, a real first in that regard. Uh, as well as, they are also the first uh, television family to be shown with an in-home computer. <laughs> what um, they have like a weird kind of switchboardy. It, I mean, it's very primitive. Uh, but they that that was considered to be the first like on-screen showing of an in-home computer as well, which I thought was interesting.
0: Man, the Adams are so high tech. I never knew. I know
1: for being so um, Victorian, like so. <laughs> <laughs> like in some ways they're so antique but then they're really they're really ahead of their time uh but yeah the tv show only lasted two years which i actually didn't realize i i watched it on like tv land and stuff quite a bit mm-hmm. growing up um but there were only 64 episodes in total uh it seems like more than that i don't know why And the the Munsters actually aired like the same week as them, and were canceled almost simultaneously. So that was
0: done with Spooky Families. (laughs) They're like,
1: we're we're over it now. We're over. Well, and a a lot of people. There's no like. There was no real reason cited. A lot of people believe that it was because uh, there were only like two or three shows on the major networks that year that were still shown in black and white. Most places Mm -hmm. had moved forward to color by that point. And so uh, there's a lot of people who accredit it to that, that uh, the the network didn't think it would have quite the same power in color, which is fair. Uh, Fun, uh, I think you know this, Penny, but uh, the the living room for the Adams family and the whole house is actually bright pink.
0: Yes, um, <laughs> I love that. I Every time those, like, photos of the set come, colorized photos of the set come across um, the socials, I'm just like, yes, perfect, pink and spooky, I'm pink in. Pink and
1: spooky, exactly. Uh, yeah, so the, that, I think, would have definitely been a really hard transition for them to go color because yeah. they they would have had to have either redone the set or done a lot of like justification for why their whole house was like really brightly colored. <laughs> um But yeah, I, I'm, I mean, it, it makes sense, I guess, why they, they took them off the air for that, but, or at least again, that's speculation why they think yeah. they did, but it's a bummer. Um But that honestly, towards the end of them airing on TV was when they kind of started getting this, cult following like the the phenomenon really started happening. Mm-hmm. And this is actually something I learned <laughs> while researching. I I have never heard of this and I think it's so funny. So apparently in 1965, which would have been the the second year they were on television, uh there was a dance craze called the lurch. What? <laughs> and I watched several videos. We'll we'll, we'll post a video uh, over on the 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 instagram page when this airs but uh it's yeah it's kind of like the cha-cha slide (laughs) (laughs) but it's very like um you know like those windsock people in front of a car oh yeah it's Mm -hmm. very that um and ted cassidy the actor who played lurch like toured the country with the lurch (laughs) doing the lurch yeah and went like on different like morning cable programs and things and they would put out casting calls for young girls in the area who knew how to do the lurch and would bring people on to dance with Ted Cassidy on morning
0: shows. <laughs> I like this because this dance does not sound like a dance that Lurch of the Adams family would do. He's he's very stiff, so
1: yeah, it's Interesting very like,
0: contrast.
1: Yeah, I mean I'll send you the video later. It's very funny. Mm-hmm. Um and like the, the song is very peppy that goes with it. It's like all these girls being like, hey, Lord, show us how to do the Lord. Like <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> And then him being Ted Cassidy being like, hey. uh which also fun fact. Lurch was supposed to be mute in the show and Ted Cassidy improved some lines and the network liked it so much that they ended up writing in lines for him later mm-hmm. um, but yeah it, the the Lurch craze so funny I, and I found a whole bunch of people that were like talking about like this was all the rage in Halloween 1965 like I remember me, me and my friends getting together and doing the Lurch <laughs> <laughs> I
0: love it I Maybe- think we, we should all do the Lurch this year
1: I was gonna say maybe you and I should uh, learn the lurch and put together a little TikTok.
0: Oh man, <laughs> try to uh, try to make yes. it a trend. <laughs> we're bringing we're bringing the lurch back, you guys.
1: <laughs> so uh, after it was canceled in 1966, there were like a lot of return. Retent- ret- mm-hmm. There were a lot of attempts to revive the Adams family in mm-hmm. one way or another, um, and they all failed pretty miserably unfortunately uh my favorite one that i found was called the adams family fun house which mm. was supposed to it was a, a pilot that got filmed in 1973 for a an adams family musical variety show <laughs> <laughs> uh and it the pilot was never sold like it never saw television time but uh, you can find some accounts online of people who were there for the filming of the pilot. Uh, that it was like they were trying to do like laugh in with, okay, but with the Adams family, and there were like musical numbers and weird things. Um, so uh, that I I wish that existed somewhere. That sounds hilarious. Uh, but so we don't really see the Ad- much of the Adams family after the '60s uh, until obviously, the 1991 film, The Addams Family, yes. and the following 93 Addams Family Values, which I think is probably most of what you and I's generation, <laughs> <Yes>. our first <laughs> exposure to The Addams Family. Yeah, so do you, do you remember watching these films as a kid? Was that something you saw when you were
0: young? So I actually have one of the weirdest introductions to The Addams Family, probably, which oh, is... Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> That I bought um the Adam's Family Values novelization from like a library book sale what? and and I read like a novelization of Adam's Family Values before I had I don't think I think I've never I'd never seen either like, of them. So movies. was it was it all written or was it like a graphic novel? No, yeah, it was all written. Like I don't <gasps> know if they still do that, but um if anyone remembers, like in the nineties it was very like common to have just like a a novelization of a film and they would just like write it out like it was a book and i read that book and it had like an int- like you know the little like photo paper in the middle where they had like images stills oh, from the film yeah uh huh in there but i read that and i was like hmm pretty cool stuff and i think that it inspired me to like find the video at the library <laughs> so i oh could watch gosh. it
1: that is so funny. I've never, I, and I think you and I are a few years apart in age. You're a little bit older. Mm-hmm. So you, I think I might've been kind of out of the, the period where that I would have known about that maybe. Um, Cause I would have been, I
0: Adam's Family values came out the year I was born. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this was, this was definitely after it already existed. This was like, someone bought this and then gave it to the library to sell. And huh. then years later I was like, Ooh, this is interesting, but I ve- like I remember the book and it had, you know, like an I think the image from like the poster on the cover and oh it was gosh. like the Adams family are back in this wacky adventure and I was like I don't know who these people are, but all right, I'm a I'm on board. That's why I've literally never heard of something like that. That's so
1: funny. Um, well, that's yeah, you're right. You probably win for most unique Adams <laughs> family exposure. <laughs> Um, yeah, I remember watching them uh a bit, but actually my my first real exposure, like that I remember being kind of uh I don't know, enchanted by the characters was when the Adams Family musical came out in like 2010.
0: Oh.
1: And I was in New York when they opened, and I got to sit in the second row, um and Uh, Nathan Lane played Gomez in the original cast and B.B. New plays Uh, Morticia. And uh, oh my gosh, I, I I love the musical and it kind of tanked in on Broadway a bit, but uh, they found a a huge amount of success touring. And like, I think I saw it. I saw it in New York when it opened. And then I think I saw it two years later uh, in Kansas city on tour. And, oh my gosh, it's just so fun. If you've never heard any of the music from the Adams Family musical, I just really recommend it. It's so (laughs) it's so much fun. Um, And that that's when I remember kind of like, starting to do the deep dive, like I, I went back and rewatched the movies. And then I started like rewatching the TV show. And uh, that's when I kind of remember like my obsession beginning with (laughs) with all things Adams. Um and I think if I remember correctly, it's like twenty twenty like thirteen and fourteen or something like that. That was the number one produced musical in high schools. Oh yeah, I'm not surprised. Um, Yeah. People love it. It's a lot of fun. And like, I mean, just people know the characters. People love the
0: characters. Yeah. Um but yeah Sorry. Oh, sorry no go ahead i was gonna say i don't know if this came up in your research but i remember watching a a different adams family tv show as a kid like i think it was i think it may have even been called like the new adams family, family. Yeah. i just i remember that being on like fox family or something on cable and i would watch that and so i was like kind of vaguely like familiar with everyone but i was the one live action it was
1: Okay, because I remember there was like a, because they did a, an episode of Scooby-Doo
0: where oh, yeah.
1: there was a crossover with the Adams family. And I remember that. And that was like the first time they were shown animated ever. Um, and I, I that's I really have like a, a strong memory of that as a kid. Um, and then I think they did like a little, they tried to do like a little spinoff uh, animated with Hanna Bar- Hanna-Barbera. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um with them animated. And that's kind of what I remember, but I don't think I ever watched
0: the new Adams family. Yeah. I don't remember a lot about it and I, I never hear about it from anyone anymore. So I'm guessing it wasn't very good, Uh, (laughs) but I definitely remember like that being on and that being one of the things that like, as, as we have previously discussed on this podcast as a very wimpy child, like that kind of like spooky vibe didn't bother me. Like things weren't actually scary. I was like, Oh yeah, I'm kind of into this. And yeah. So I remember like kind of being familiar with the characters from that.
1: Something that I just talking about them not being like scary. um, Charles Adams actually was kind of upset with the television show because they weren't as scary as he wanted them to be. um, Because they were, you know, I mean, this was very much the like era of kind of high concept, like lowbrow comedy sitcoms, like Green Acres and like all of those. Uh, And obviously like the Munsters, which I actually, I mean, hi, it's me, Midge Munster. (laughs) I was always (laughs) a Munsters fan um, when I was young. My, My family watched the Munsters a lot. And I always thought that, the Munsters was funnier like the the jokes were better um but I don't think the Adams family was like trying to be funny. I think they were trying to be a little more sophisticated um but yeah, Charles was like, well, they're not as evil as I wanted them to be, but okay and like he was Aww. like notorious for not watching the show. <laughs>
0: Uh, but I love that they're not evil like I do too I feel I feel like that's part of why they're such like goth icons is yeah all of all of us spooky people who are like yeah like we like spooky things and and death and maybe sword fighting but like we're really nice on the inside yes I saw something someone stated it really well
1: I read this uh, article from the Smithsonian actually that was talking about their their Place in pop culture history and like the significance of the show and the cartoons and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, And they said there was a quote in there about like the power behind the Addams Family was that they lived in their own little like microcosm where outsiders, like normal quote normal people, were the weird ones. Yeah, and like that they you know that inside their home like they were perfectly normal and that. I don't know. I've there's there's a lot of beauty in that, I think, and probably why I don't know. I I do want to open this discussion. Why they have so much staying power? Like, <laughs> you know, as opposed to like things like the Munsters, which people loved. But here we are, twenty twenty one, and there is a new Adams Family movie being released this week. Yeah, and there's a new show about Wednesday Adams coming out this year, like on Netflix. Like the, the, there's so much. Uh, love for these characters and i wonder i wonder why
0: i mean i don't wonder i know why i i also love them but you know what i mean (laughs) yeah yeah it's always it's always weird to see like what things get like really latched onto as like a cultural touchstone exactly and yeah i mean I feel like it almost, I mean, not to be all, like, lit lit major on this. Oh, please do. (laughs) But I think it almost, like, I could tie it back to the fact that they did just start as, like, comics panels in that they're very archetypal. Like, Mm -hmm. it's really easy. Like, obviously, they have, like, their personalities and stuff, but, like they're pretty cut and dried and they fill like different, very clear roles in the family. And so like, it's a fairly simple concept and it's really easy for people to kind of map different adventures and different stories and things on them because we always know like what roles they're going to follow. Sure. And kind of how each
1: character would react in a particular situation. There's a a formula. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, it's, it really, it does make for kind of comedy gold to have those strong archetypes like that. Um, I don't know. Have you seen any of the, did you watch the new animated film that came out in 2019? I haven't seen it. I actually liked it. And I think that's a probably uh, an unpopular opinion. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I really, I did enjoy it. I really liked that they went back to the source material. Like, Gomez was supposed to be kind of, like, a pig-faced, like, ugly person. Like, he wasn't supposed to be suave and handsome physically. Um, Like, again, like you said with the archetypes, like, he was... It was supposed to be kind of this joke of him being married to Morticia and her being this, like, very lovely, slender, like, model-esque, like, gorgeous ghost woman. Vampire goddess. Vampire goddess, yes. (laughs) Um, And... So I I did like that in the new films, like Gomez looks like the original cartoons. I mean, obviously Mm -hmm. updated, but uh, I I liked that they went back to the source. And I don't know, I just thought they were fun. It was fun. It really was. They did it. I thought they did it well. And I don't know. It's always nice, I think, to see like, like kids will get introduced to that now. And then the, the story lives on, you know, I don't know. I like it. (laughs) Yeah,
0: for sure. I mean, like you said, like we in our generation were really introduced from, like, you know, the Angelica Houston movies. And I'm sure plenty of people were like, this isn't the same as the TV show. I don't like it. And so, but it inspired our generation to be interested in these characters and want to see more of them. So, I mean, I don't think it's a bad thing to have new adaptations. Mostly, I just want to see more of Joan Cusack oh yes i was gonna <laughs> say i mean adam's family values debbie is an icon an wonderful icon. love it i saw this is not related to your question but it is related oh, to great. debbie which is that i saw an incredible um debbie jalinsky drag number <gasps> where the queen like act, did like like lip sync Debbie's monologue at the end when she's electrocuting everybody. Oh my God. About like the Barbies and everything. (laughs) Yeah. Including with like, she had the slideshow going on a screen (gasps) behind her. Like Debbie does in the movie. And it was so good. And then it. What a queen. I don't remember what the song was, but then obviously after that, um, she did a full lip sync number, but I was just like, this is the best thing I've ever seen in my life.
1: That. I need to know where the video is. That sounds amazing.
0: <laughs> I know. I'll try I'll try and find it. If I did, it was um it was a couple years ago when I was in Minneapolis. Um just at a drag show with some friends oh and I saw gosh. it. I want uh, now I don't know. I'm not going to say I was like I'm going to guess which queen it was, but I'm not going to. I'm going to look it up. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Uh well that's that would be that's smart. I,
1: my brain went to like because she talks about all the Barbies and stuff like it'd be that might be the only time like if she did Barbie girl that I don't don't hate Barbie girl as a drag number (laughs) that
0: would be extremely good
1: the only time that I would applaud that (laughs) or if like obviously if Trixie did it but like (laughs) but
0: well um what else (laughs) I think another thing that is really cool about The Annis Family, and I know I've seen people like talk about it in various ways, is just the fact that Gomez and Morticia are very passionate and like yes. love each other. And it's so uncommon, especially in like a sitcom kind of yes. situation, to see a married couple where like the joke isn't that they're like super antagonistic and irritated by each other <laughs> and yeah. they're just like, no. I love this person I'm super into this person it's funny like how over the top into this person I am
1: yes I I love all the memes that have circulated in the last couple of years that say like I'm you know find somebody who loves you the way Gomez loves Morticia like (laughs) um I want to get there's a really cute I think it's um 12 months of October, the artist, uh, she makes plaques and stuff Mm -hmm. uh, on Etsy. And she has a really cute sign that says, when I'm with you, darling, every night is Halloween. Mm. Um, And I really want to get it for my master bedroom and hang it above our bed. (laughs) Yes, I love it. I do have this is just a random fact that brought back memories for me. Uh, I guess so in that time between like the 60s and the 90s, when they were kind of when they kind of fell off the map, uh the kind of thing that kept the Addams Family in circulation at that time were pinball machines. <laughs> like there were a ton. And apparently, uh, as of 2018, the Adams Family pinball machine is the best selling unit of all time. Wow. And this, like, brought back, because for me, I went to college in a very small town, and we had this little pub that was our favorite place to go hang out and drink after theater shows and stuff. And they had an Adams Family pinball machine in there, and I played on it all the time because I was so excited to see something, like, spooky in the wild in this, like, crumbum farmer town. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And... So that I was like, oh my gosh! Like I've seen that machine, and it has like a thing, well, literally thing, like the hand, not a thing, like it yes. has thing. Um, and he like picks up the ball and like throws it. It's very funny, and you like hit the light bulb infester's mouth, and it like lights up. It's it's super cute. Um, speaking of thing, uh, I didn't know this. Ted Cassidy, who played Lurch, also played Thing. Oh. Uh, and his hand had its own contract. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I thought that was very funny. That is very good. Well, what let's um let's go with a a nice strong question to wrap this up here. You tell me who is your favorite Adams family member and why?
0: Oh gosh. Yeah, that's a tough one. I mean I know they're all good. They're all very good. I mean, I feel like I have to say Morticia because mm-hmm. I mean, what what goth lady does not dream of being Morticia Adams and just like <laughs> this fabulous queen of her, you know, spooky old house with her husband who adores her and she's like she's a very good mom to her kids. And she is. Encourages them in all of their diverse interests. So yes. I think that um I I would want to be Morticia. I I'm a I think I'm a Wednesday ghoul.
1: Mm, I yeah. I I love I love the the concept of a child already being like so like uh what's the word confident? Like already yeah. so sure sure of who she is. <laughs> oh. Um I mean, every every iteration of Wednesday is so much fun, and I mean the is it's Adam's Family Values where the kids go to camp, right? Yes, yeah, and like her taking over that play and just really, I mean, C- Christina Ricci. I mean, come on, I am oh.
0: so good. I would say Wednesday is definitely like my most quoted Adams family member. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like pretty much everything she says is just deadpan and amazing. <laughs> I read something that I guess like
1: during uh, Adam's Family Values, she like petitioned to the director because originally they weren't going to really give clarification on whether Fester had like a twin or like if he was, you know, which they end up introducing like the amnesia plot and all that. Um, But there was never like clarification in the script of why that happened. And Christina Ricci like, put together like a presentation and was like this is not fair to the fans we need to <laughs> give them clarification on what is
0: happening to uncle fester <laughs> he's right we had to know i mean how how sad would it be if no one ever was like oh yeah this is what what, what happened yeah she
1: was like it's going to concern people like very like so i, I love that for her i think that's i don't know christina Ricci's an icon <laughs> yes
0: very true Well, thank you for letting me nerd out about one of my favorite programs. Yes, Uh, of course, it was wonderful. I love getting all the history (laughs) on one of our most iconic uh, spooky media properties. I told Penny before we started recording, I
1: said, I went full Haunted Mansion Penny on this one. (laughs) So sit back and get ready for a nerd out. (laughs) Yes. I also do want to say before we sign off today, uh, this is the first time we've recorded since the podcast has been out in the wild. Um, and I just want to say, like, thank you all so much for how you have received this. Uh, it's been really, really cool to do this. And Penny and I have a great time
0: doing it together. So thank you for listening and enjoying it. <laughs> yes, uh, we appreciate it so much. It's been so fun hearing all of your you know, experiences with the different topics we're talking about. So uh, definitely keep Keep updating us on, you know, what you think about the Adams family, and let me know if any of you read the novelization of Adams Family Values. So I know yes. that that wasn't just like a cursed book that showed up in my life, a fever dream that Penny had many <laughs> moons
1: ago. Well, thank you all so much for listening. Please do remember to follow us over on Instagram at Ghoul's in Pod for more content from us, and of course, remember to uh, subscribe and. Leave us reviews wherever you listen to your podcast. We would very much appreciate it. And you can find me on all platforms at Midge Munster. Uh, and
0: you can find me at Penny Snark. And until next time, we will. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what's an Adams family thing to say? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs>
1: until next time. Da 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 da.